Okay, welcome to another podcast about product design. Uh, this one's going to be about new materials, composite materials, and what's called smart materials. Okay, we'll deal with composite materials first. Uh, this means a material that uh, has got the prop two materials or three materials combined, and it's got the useful properties of all of them. That doesn't just mean um, something like a piece of furniture that's made of wood that's got a plastic piece on it as well. That's not really a composite material. A composite material is something like your Tetra Pak carton in the fridge. If you go and look at that, it's cardboard on the outside with a thin layer of um, plastic or even uh, foil on the inside. So it's cardboard, makes it rigid, and you can print lettering on it. Uh, plastic makes it hygienic and waterproof and maybe the thin layer of aluminium makes it uh, keep uh, preserve the uh, drink for a very long period of time. That's a true composite material. Another composite material that you might have used in um, your workshop in the DT uh, room is MDF which uh, looks like wood, it feels like wood but it doesn't have the lines of grain that we used to with wood. That's because it's made of um, sawdust made from softwood uh, combined with a resin which holds it all together and uh, the advantage of that is that it can be in great long and wide sheets that are completely consistent, no knot holes and can be cut in any shape or direction. So it's wood but it's not dependent on the, the, the size of the tree trunk so it can be as big as you like and it's very useful for panelling, cupboards, doors, all that kind of thing which I'm sure you have at home and maybe you've used in the DT workshop. Okay, that's composite materials. They're more materials made of more than one combined. Um, what are new materials? Well, new materials are developed by scientists and then designers like us find ways to use them in interesting products. Uh, one of those uh, that's been uh, in the news lately is called a cornstarch polymer. Cornstarch means it comes from a vegetable material, maize, and a polymer means it's a plastic. Uh, what's good about it is... Um, you can make plastic out of it which will rot or biodegrade when you bury it or put it into landfill uh, because as you know plastic bags are a bit of a menace because um, if you throw them away with the rest of the rubbish which I certainly hope you don't they'll take thousands of years to rot and break down in landfill sites whereas ones made of cornstarch will um, in rain and uh, general process of rot and decay will disappear over time. Excellent for making sandwich packaging uh, disposable cups, that kind of thing. Okay, another one might be uh, precious metal clay, uh, which uh, sounds a bit like what it, um, the name is. Uh, uh, obviously, silver is quite a difficult material to work, but um, and needs uh, metalworking and jewellery skills. But uh, if you combine it with clay as a binding agent, uh, you can mould it in usual moulding processes, even by hand if you have it in those sort of quantities, and then subject it to heat where it fuses together and becomes a piece of solid metal. So it's um, uh, a precious metal that can be dealt with in a moulding technique without the high temperatures required by casting. Another really great uh, example of a, uh, a new material would be Gore-Tex, which is a layer of um, particles that are normally applied to nylon, which uh, makes the nylon waterproof but will breathe as well. So very small uh, particles, water vapour, uh, will pass through in the form of sweat, but solid water in the form of rain from the outside will stay on the outside. So the, the theory of Gore-Tex is that um, you can wear a, a waterproof coat that won't make you all sweaty uh, on the inside like a plastic bag would of. 
Okay, another important group of materials are called smart materials, uh, which doesn't mean they're clever, but it means that they can react to what goes on around them. So they, they change according to their environment. Um, some of them have been around uh, for ages. For instance, photochromic uh, glasses that we're all familiar with. That's a pair of glasses that if you're indoors, they're regular clear glasses. And you go outside, they expose to the ultraviolet light and they go dark. So uh, what they do is they save you from having two pairs of glasses. So generally, smart materials are materials that change under different circumstances depending on what the environment around. It could be heat, it could be electricity, uh, it could be light, uh, but uh, they respond to those changes and they generally make products simpler. A good example of a smart material that makes products simpler would be a thermochromic ink. Uh, you might get a little printed thermometer and stick it on the side of your tropical fish tank and if the fish are the right temperature, it'll be the right colour. If the fish get too cold, they're tropical it won't be very good for them the thing goes blue if it's too hot it will go red probably green will be the right color if you've been to a hospital lately you might have uh, one of these thermometers clipped around your wrist and of course it's just a piece of paper and it's disposable and can be thrown away afterwards um, a real thermometer is made of glass and plastic and it's got mercury inside it which is a, a dangerous uh, slightly poisonous metal so uh, the, the Thermochromic ink makes the whole product much simpler. Uh, you can make things for children. For instance, um, a baby grow will show that the child's the right temperature. You can even have them for fun because in the 1980s in, on the rave scene, you might have had um, a t-shirt with this sort of ink in it. And if you put a hand on it, it would change color on that handprint. You know, great fun in a party. What else is on the smart material seed? Well, uh, scientists are inventing new ones all the time, and I strongly recommend that you look up graphene, G-R-A-P-H-E-N-E, -E, which is going to be the latest thing in electronics. Uh, possibly could lead to paper-thin mobile phones or screens or super-fast computers, but uh, it's very much on the drawing board at the moment, and I strongly recommend you look it up. Uh, what else have we got? Quantum tunneling composite. Again, all well, these have very long names, photochromic ink, thermochromic ink, quantum tun tunneling composite, and unless you read the textbook, you probably won't remember these. But anyway, quantum tunneling composite, which is a polymer or plastic, which is also an electrical insulator, it basically means that you can make touch-sensitive textiles and control panels that are flexible. Uh, for instance, you have clothing that controlled an MP3 player, or a phone uh, without reaching inside your pocket because the switches and the controls will be part of the clothing. Another one you might see if you went to the opticians, you can buy a pair of glasses made of shaped memory alloy. That means if you sit on your glasses and bend them out of shape, you can just pop them into a, a bowl of hot water and the shaped memory alloy will remember what shape it was before and go back straight away to the shape that you needed it to be, which is the glasses shape. Uh, I wear glasses and occasionally I thought those would be very useful. A shape memory alloy may eventually find its way into the fabric of your clothing so that you'll be able to pull a crumpled shirt out of a drawer and put it on and with your body temperature it will remember exactly where the creases were, which will mean no more ironing. The materials in our uh, clothing and around the house might be transformed by nanoparticles, which, uh, um, in case you didn't know, are very, very small particles indeed. 
and they could be used for things like self-cleaning glass, a tiny coating of nanoparticles which would uh, cause dirt to fall off or break down, so it would be impossible to stay dirty, dirt wouldn't stick to the glass, there's no more window cleaning. Or self-cleaning fabrics which have um, resist uh, foreign material getting onto them, so therefore dirt wouldn't stay on the fabric, it would stay clean all the time. Seems almost impossible to believe, but um, that's called nanoparticles and uh, some medical uses, for instance, you already can get uh, suntan material that has this in it. Okay, so to uh, recap, what have we got? We've got composite materials, which are materials made of more than one material joined to another. Uh, it could be um, a Tetra Pak carton, the kind of thing you drink your orange juice out of, which is cardboard and foil. Uh, we've got new materials um, developed in laboratories like Gore-Tex. Um, we've got uh, cornstarch polymers or biopole. They're both types of plastic which will uh, biodegrade. They won't stay forever in your landfill site. We've got precious metal clay. Uh, that's a, a combination of metal often silver and uh, other material to make um, clay that can be worked like modeling clay but when it's fused together it will look like metal. Uh, then we've got smart materials. These are materials that change according to their environment. They could change when um, electric current goes through it or they could change with movement like a piezo sensor. Uh, piezo sensors you might find in your electric guitar pickup or even in the handset of a games console so you move the handset and the character will move on screen i think we've all seen those made by nintendo uh, we've got um, thermochromic material which means that temperature will make it change color we've got photochromic material which means that light will make it change color and then we've got all the new materials made by scientists at the moment and these are being developed all the time there's new ones coming out very very frequently but uh, nanoparticles are one of the ones that uh, you might have heard of as well as quantum tunneling composite that is a material that will allow flexible switches and uh, microprocessor control through textiles all very uh, modern stuff but you will need to look at um, the revision material as well because I guarantee that if you only listen to this podcast some of the names will be uh, not memorable enough for you to learn them so please get revising and listen to the next one